All right. Welcome, everybody. You've been prayed for. And I just was, as Tanya was praying us all in, I wanted to say before we even jump into anything else, I want to thank everybody behind the scenes, uh, the setup crew and doing and all the, the folks that uh, break down. Thank you guys so much. We couldn't do it without you. And then we definitely don't want to forget this. Happy Mother's Day. If you're just tuning in, happy Mother's Day. If you're here, we're going to hug you before you leave. So thank you guys so much for all you do. How many know that a mom job is just not every now and then? It's all the time. Hey guys, we'll get our turn. We'll get our turn. What in June? Anybody know what date it is? I need to put it on my son's uh, calendar. I'm just teasing. But uh, I tell you what, every I think every day is Mother's Day. It is. It is for me. I'm thankful that uh, I still have my mom here. I know many of us are dealing with uh, the loss of our mothers right now. But I'm going to tell you what: rejoice in the good memories and thank God that they know the Lord and we'll see them again. So I, I want to say that. I don't want to overlook that, but uh, just an extra special hug for you guys and gals today. So with that being said, we are going to take a little time to rejoice in the Lord. Does that sound like a good thing? Anybody like rejoicing? Being happy? All right. That's what we're going to look at. And so we're going to take a look at God's word today. And, and I want to point you to the title, Relentless Love. I'm talking about the relentless love of God. Now, when you hear that, we can go, oh, yeah, Jesus on the cross. Man, that's amazing. But I tell you what, there is so many attributes to that. So I wanted to read a little something. When you hear something, when somebody is relentless about something, what comes to mind? I looked this up. Persistent. Okay. Continuing. Constant. Continual. Uh, nonstop. Never ceasing. Endless. Unfaltering. Unwavering. Single-minded. And there's tenacity about that. So now with that being worked out there, I want you to insert yourself in a story and think about that that is the love God has for you. God's love for you is relentless. It's persistent. It's continuing, constant, continual, nonstop, never ceasing, unending, never uh, unfaltering. What else we got? Unwavering. How many know that that can really change your perspective on God if you really understand how much he loves you? And we're going to talk about that today. I hope you guys got your Bibles. We've got a few verses to, to kind of highlight in there. If you got your handouts, just follow along. But we are going to jump in. So now, I just told you about how much God loves you. And before I could probably get that all the way out of my lips, the enemy is going to say, yeah, but they don't know your background. They just don't know. So let me give you a couple other things you can write down. All right, Romans 5, 8. But God proves his love for us in this. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Can somebody say amen to that? See, it wasn't because you got prettied up and you got your hair just right and you started going to church every now and then that God loves you. He loved you before. But I tell you what, now we get to show our love for him as we're part of the fellowship and doing what God has for us. What about this? Romans 8.1. Have you all ever heard me read Romans 8.1? Daily? Because you'll like it when I read it to you. Therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Can I get an amen? Man, I tell you what, if that would fit on my tombstone, I think we'd get it. I like that. Man, let's look at it again. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Are you in Christ Jesus? Are you in crisis? Sometimes we are. But I'm going to tell you, when we're in Christ, let me, let me tell you this, that God hasn't lost a one of us. Amen? And that's the whole message today. So I want to turn in here and, and, and jump on up a little bit and show you what we're going to start out with. We're going to get to this. This is kind of putting the vision out there, and we're going to work towards it. So look at this, Luke 19. 10. For the Son of Man came to seek and save those who are lost. Anybody ever been lost before? It's scary, isn't it? Now, nowadays, you got the GPS and everything else, and how many know right when you get up to the cutoff that you need to know? Recomputing. 
recompute it or somebody cuts you off and you can't get there and you just say, I'm just going to pray for you. Do y'all do that? <laughs> Everybody smiles. <laughs> yeah. And you got to watch that because, you know, I was driving yesterday. Me and Jesse was making a dump run, you know. And, and Mike and Bonnie said, I saw you going down the road yesterday. I said, you did? Where? <laughs> he said, man, you look like you had a still on the back of your, your truck. I said, no, that was an old air compressor. You know? But it's hard to hide in, in, a, in a green and, and white truck, right? Just, I mean, that thing is just so. And we're going down the road, and they're like, hey, there to go. You know? What would, what would happen if, if, if somebody followed you around all day? Would they know that you are a child of God? And everybody's laughing, and three people going, oh, Yeah. Just think about that. You know, God, God is watching over us all the time. And he still, even in, in our shortcomings, is pursuing us with his love. He came to seek and save that which was lost. And let me tell you, we were all lost. But guess what? How many know it's good to be found? You mean, what was that Shrek and Dung? Pick me, pick me, pick me. That's how I think, yes, God, I need you. So we're going to look at those things today and see just how much God loves us. And we're going to start out with uh, some, some of the parables here. Really just going to kind of focus on one today. And it's in uh, Luke chapter 15. I'll give you a little backstory on some of this here. And he's really, Jesus is teaching, he really does three parables. And I've kind of worked on those other ones. This one's right in the middle. So I'm going to do the first one and the last one pull all together. How's that sound? So for time's sake, I want to look at this. So right before this story, now a parable is, a, is like a word picture to me. He's telling you about things of the world, uh, using things of the world to try to convey things of the kingdom to you. You know, have you ever tried to tell somebody and something to go, I don't understand that. And you say, well, it's kind of like jumping rope or it's kind of like you try to make that connection. That's what Jesus does with things that we know and then builds upon that to teach us about the things maybe we don't know and encourages us in the things of the Lord. So right before this, we hear this Jesus teaching about the parable of the lost sheep. Anybody remember that? Oh, I'll teach that too. Hey, did grandmas and moms, did y'all already eat? We're going to go through the whole thing. No, I'm teasing. I won't hold y'all up. You'll still be in the front of the line at the buffet. But Jesus is teaching, and he talks about the shepherds. And he talks about having a hundred sheep. And he says, which one of you, you know, that are shepherds, if you lost one, just lost one, they left the 99 to go find the one, right? And when he's really showing them, and when he gets them, he comes back and they're rejoicing, right? And so I'm giving you a real condensed version of that because I'm going to build up a little, little steam on this thing. See, Jesus is the good shepherd. We're the sheep. Amen. Now, here's something that's, that's kind of unfortunate for us, right? Sheep are not the smartest thing, right? But that parable is not about the dumb sheep. It's about the amazing shepherd, okay? But let me tell you what. We can make good, informative decisions when we got all the pieces of the puzzle. Choose Jesus. Amen. Now, you think about this. We, we have a song, and it's on one of the Blessed Time 7 CDs, if you ever get a chance to listen to that, or you can listen to all the CDs on the app, okay? And it's called Sheep 100. And when the Lord gave me that song, I felt like that Sheep 100. Have you ever been that one? You left the 99 when I was on your mind, and I needed love. You gave it all away, right, just to hear me say, Lord, I need you. That's part of the verse. And so think about that. I thought if it would fit on my motorcycle tag, Sheep 100. I don't know if it will or not. But, you know, sometimes we run from God, don't we? But God is still pursuing us. God still loves us right where we are. So we look at that. Jesus is talking in a language that they could really understand back then. And then he moves to this parable, all right? So let's read a little bit of this. So we just heard about the sheep and the shepherd and how the good shepherd left and got the 99 and brought him back, right? 
We are, at one time, we're all that sheep 100, amen? We were out there on our own. We were lost. What else are we looking at? Let's read this here. Starting in Luke uh, 15, 8. Or the woman having 10 silver coins, if she loses one, does not light a lamp and sweep the house and seek diligently until she finds it. And when she has found it, she calls together her friends and her neighbors saying, Rejoice with me for I have found the corn that I have lost. Just so I tell you, there is joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Wow. Now I'm going to give you a little backstory on this story. Now, not only was the ten coins evidently had a little cash, a little value, but it's bigger than that. How many of you when we open up God's Word and we take time to be a student of God's Word, it starts unpacking? So I'm going to read a little bit about these ten coins, all right? What the ten silver coins were, weren't just spending money or anything else. It was actually a piece of jewelry called the drachma, okay? I hope I'm saying that right. It was garland worn around the head of a married woman or one that was promised to be married, okay? Kind of like our wedding ring. I'm going to give you that. So here she's basically got her headdress on, I'll say, with these ten coins in there. And it's saying that you are mine, right? That's saying that she is, she is promised to somebody. Now she loses one of those coins. And I don't want to get ahead of myself. And she just panics. I'm losing one of my coins. Matter of fact, I heard a guy preaching one day. I went to a revival and I really loved what the man brought out on this. He said that when they would go and, and, and have this engagement, the king... Or the man that was going to marry this young lady would give gifts and things like this. And this was one of the gifts. This, this drachma, this headset with, with the ten silver coins. In other words, she's mine, like a wedding ring or an engagement ring. And he would leave and then he would go prepare a place. He would make sure. See, back in those days when they got married, they weren't just living on love. Got to get a lip right. Love. They had a plan. <laughs> They got, the, they, got, they got the house. They got the things going. They had a job. They were doing things, right? And then he come back for his, his y'all like that love, right? <laughs> I'll hear about that one on the way home. Anyway, going on back to that. So we turn around, and so this guy's going off. He's making sure he's got everything right for his bride. And, and also, if she was unfaithful in that time, the folks in the town said, hey, uh, you might want to take your headset back because, uh, you know, Sally Sue's not playing by the rules. It was a big deal is what I'm trying to get to. So when she lost one of those silver coins, it wasn't just monetary. It was like, oh, oh my goodness. Now let me ask you a question. Any of the ladies or men, you can answer, have you lost, have you ever misplaced, lost your wedding ring? Yes. How did you feel? Did you panic? Now, now I'm sure that it was some, some value to that. Right? Just value. But were you more concerned about the value or what it represented? What it represented. You see what I'm saying? A lot of times we get wrapped around that. I know that Denise has lost some stones out of, of hers over time. Sometimes I'm thinking she's picking them out at Christmas time so I can get a bigger one. No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I shouldn't have said that. She probably just, you know, that thing is loose. I don't understand. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's always right around Christmas. I don't understand. But anyway, but she's panicking. You know, she's a school teacher and she's got all the kids. Mrs. Chapman's missing a diamond out of her ring. They're everywhere. I don't know, one of the kids brought like a, some, some piece of sand. He goes, is that it? And Denise goes, I think, I think that's a piece of sand. Yeah. I mean, everybody's just, it's, it's, it's an APB out there looking for that, you know, because of what it means, right? Now, you know what? We're that coin to God. 
Notice, she didn't say, man, I got nine more. Everything's cool, right? No big deal. That one was just as precious as the other nine. You see where we're going with this? The, the, the 99 sheep and the one that left, the one was just as precious as the other 99. That's you. That's me. Let's keep on rolling with this. So we start looking through those things and we say, man, that is a huge deal when we lose something like that. And like I was telling when Tanya mentioned that, it wasn't so much that it was a financial thing, sure. You know, we, we like to be good stewards of our stuff. But it was about the heart condition and what it meant behind those things. Amen? So that's what I hope we see today, that we realize that, you know, we are worth such a great, great value to God. We're his treasure. And he loves us. And you know what? Sometimes you say, man, my diamond's not shining that bright. My coin, my coin looked like it's been spent a little bit. This sheep's had enough, right? God still sees the best on your worst day. He still sees your value. So today, I pray through this message that today you get your mind and your heart in tune to God's word about the value that he has for you. Because the number one thing the enemy tries to do is say, you're no good. You're not worth it. If you were a Christian, you would have never said that. Oh, well, if you really walking with the Lord, you wouldn't have done that. Has the devil ever whispered that to anybody in here other than me? I'm feeling kind of lonely. Somebody help me out. Anybody had that? Thank you. I thought, oh, my gosh, I must be losing my mind. But he'll just tell you, and he'll try to get you on the side. You know something else the devil does? he said, well, you can't go to church. You've been sinning. You've been doing this. That's when you need to come. <laughs> you need to come all the time. But that's when we need to be. We start feeling so unworthy. Then we say, I, I just can't. I can't. Guess what? We're all unworthy. That's about God's grace. That's about God's message, man, of the gospel. So, so let's just go ahead and deal with that. And we can start seeing that it's a huge deal what God does in our life. It's about the heart connection. Amen? And I want us to see that. So we're going to continue and walk through this thing a little bit. And what, something else we see in this. What does she do when she finds it? She rejoices. Woo! You ever lost something to call everybody? This is what I've done, okay? This is what I've done. Guys, do you ever misplace some of your stuff? It is. Yes, Pastor Buddy, you're not by yourself. Thank you. It's lonely up here today in the house. Man, I'm just thinking, woo, praying for your pastor. Right. Yeah. I mean, guys, I need a little sip. Miles are drinking a bottle of water back there going, you're on your own. You're on your own. <laughs> Buddy, it's Mother's Day. Don't mess this up. Yeah. But have you ever misplaced something? Yeah, thank you, brother. I appreciate that. He's all, he's all hydrated now. Woo, yeah. What, you, what he said. <laughs> we have a good time. So this happens at my house from time to time. I got my area. Denise has got all the area. <laughs> hey, now I'm going to tell you, this ain't just at my house. You know, I said, man, I'm done. Just talk. Let me ask you guys a question. How many people have a walk-in closet in their bedroom? Good one, Miles. He's going to, you get a flower before you leave today. <laughs> now, guys that, 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 that was, was staying with me here, I want to know how much real estate you got in that closet. Huh? Because we got a closet, not real big, I'm going to walk it off for you. About like this, about like that, about like this. Come back around here. All right, that's what Denise has. That's what I got. I ain't kidding. I ain't kidding. <laughs> he 
said, and the girl said, I just don't know what I'm going to wear. I don't have nothing to wear. You're on your own on that one, bro. <laughs> but it's, it's true. It's, don't hit him on church. No. <laughs> Pan the camera. No. Oh, my God. But it's, it's true. You know what I mean? It's just the way it is. And, and you know, guy got a T-shirt and some jeans and maybe a good roll-up shirt. We're like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. And then if you get a suit, make sure you get stretch pants. Because it, be, it might be a little bit in between there. I got them stretch That's right, man. Buffet pants. I tell you, when I found out that they made stretch pants, I was like, oh, man, let's get two. I'm all in with that. Man, and that button's going, mommy, mommy. Yeah. <laughs> Back away from the buffet there, big boy. Where were we? Back to the, so there's rejoicing going on, right? Yeah. So I don't know how it fits together. They're going, connect that dot. There's rejoicing going on. You know, when we lose something, or somebody or things like that we find that we want our friends to know you know what we were all lost just like this this story right here but God found us and you know what he gives us dominion he just gives your wife more in the closet dominion than we got okay so that's how that ties in but I want us to realize that it's something to be joyous about God's relentless love always coming towards you now what do you do when you love somebody you give you just give and I want you to see that today let's go ahead and move before I get in trouble all right so I want to look at this right here. God's love seeks, okay? I want to work through that a little bit today and just show you what I mean by that. We'll go back to our original scripture here, right? Luke 19, 10, for the Son of Man came to seek and save those who are lost. Amen? So each person is special to God. There's rejoicing in heaven over each one that repents. We all are individual of great importance to the Father. Man, do you ever think about that? How many... Know that you're your mom and dad's favorite. Now, my sister's probably watching. Yeah, but I'm just saying, everybody should say that is what I was getting at. I don't want to, we went to church and we got in a fist fight. No, I don't but you know, you know, that's how it is. I, I don't understand how you, you know, it's, it's, it's even, my mom and dad, I'm going to tell you what, if somebody got a nickel, they'll be waking you up and say, we gave your sister a nickel yesterday and we forgot about it. Here's your nickel. I'm going to sleep. I mean, it's got to be even. Everything's good. And that's good. I think that's a great thing. But look at this. So many times we go through this and we don't really realize that, that just how much that we're valued by God. Now let's jump over to the cross. That says it right there. That says it right there. He laid his life down so that he could bring us back into that fellowship, bring us back into that relationship with him because our sins separated us from an awesome and holy, perfect God. But we didn't go without he made provision, and his love is relentless for you and me. Amen? Look at this. Now, I'm going to talk a little bit about this here. God seeks you because he loves you, not because he wants to punish you. Can I say amen? I've been pastoring and doing ministry for 20 years. I talk about that all the time because we feel unworthy. Oh, I'm the worst one. I'm the this, I'm the that. View yourself through the lens of the Lord, who God says you are. Now, I'm not telling you, you ask the Lord into your life, you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you live your life any way you want. What I'm saying is, you put your faith and trust in the Lord, and guess what? Then we strive and, and, and learn more about Him and spend more time in that relationship, and you're going to want to do what God wants you to do. You're going to want to be who God wants you to be, so you can do the things God wants you to do. Amen? I'm going to get into that in just a little bit deeper, okay? 
So what happens is a lot of time, the lie of the enemy will always try to keep you from God. I said, the devil wants to scare you and keep you lost, but Jesus wants to save you and keep you safe. How about a story about one of my little family members? She's about yay big. She's about 10 years old. Dark hair, three legs. Who could that be? Sasha. Now, Sasha, I love that dog. Y'all know I love that dog. Got five cats and a three-legged dog. Sasha is special. She is a daddy's girl. Now, I'll tell you, when we got that dog, she was smart. And now I believe that she's probably crossbreeded with some type of uh, donkey. Because she gets hard-headed. You can walk her and she go, uh. She's done. Jesse, come back walking the dog. <laughs> Where'd y'all go? Well, we made it to the corner this time. She's like ready to come back. But she likes to go solo sometimes. We got the fence in the backyard. We got the floodlights and all this. But Sasha's got a way to do the Houdini. You know? I'm thinking, man, you know, 99, leave the one and all that. I mean, leave the one, leave the 99, go get the one and all that. I'm thinking, this is my dog. She can go out, go out, and she'll come right back. She'll go out, come right back. And then it's that one time. And it's usually at night. And I'm paranoid. My little baby's out there. She's all black. They ain't going to see her. Oh, my goodness. And we're out there, and it's, it's full alert. All the lights come on. It's like submarine. Dive, dive, dive. We're calling Thomas. We're calling Granddaddy and Graham. She might be coming your way. Look out. Here we go. I mean, lights are on. Everything else, the neighbors are out there. Everybody's, ooh, come on, come on, come on, come on. Well, I got something for her now. You know what? Just like we shine that light into those dark places, guess what I got for my little doggy. You see this little thing right there? I don't know if you can see it, but when it's dark, it blinks like that. This stays on our doorknob by the back door when she goes out. So when she goes out, I say, put your hand up here. She goes, bloop. I put that on her. That's her little headdress, right? So Yeah, yeah, that's, that's right, her drachma, that's right. So when she goes out, she gets over by the pool. She rolls around there like that. Come on around. And every now and then, she's got some like, it's like Hogan's Heroes. They got this escape thing in our backyard. And I whistle. <whistles> Come on, Sash, where you at? Nothing. I turn out all the lights. Still don't see it. And then I hear the rest of my family. I can't believe you let her out. That's not just one of them. I always get blamed for letting the dog out. But I got Lojack on my doggy. <laughs> Life is good. The other night, now we live on a circle. And I get out there. And I'm afraid if I start the truck, she'll come and she want to get in the truck. I'm afraid I'll back over. So I'll get out there. I'll start going, jiggle my keys. Sasha, Sasha, come on. I know the neighbor's going, he lost that dog again. So I'm looking all around. And out of the corner of my eye, down in Mr. Hall's yard over on the side, I see this. Ding, 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 ding. I said, Sasha, she's going, I said, Sasha, she don't know I can see her. I said, Sasha, come here. Nothing. I said, I'll see you over there. You better get over here. <laughs> Coming back there, got another one, right? But you know, it's so crazy. The reason I brought that up is because we, that says, that's my doggy. She belongs to me. That's my sweetie pie. That's, I want her safe. You know, we look through the stories and stuff like that, and we think, oh, God's, God's out to get me. God's out to give you 
God wants to keep you safe. He gives us the Holy Spirit to seal us. So when we do wander off, he says, I see you. Come back home. You're blinking. <laughs> You're blinking just like that. So this is, this is a great thing. But you know what? In all that darkness, it takes very little light to find her. Very little light to find her. In all the darkness of the world, you might just be that little beacon that helps find somebody or bring them into the kingdom of God. Y'all hear me? That's an amazing thing here. But what I see so many times is we hide because of the fear of God. Now, you hear a lot about fear of God in, in the Bible. Most of the time, it is a reverence, a respect, a love for him, okay? All right? So I want you to hear today that God is not out to punish you. He's here to love you right where you are right now. And I want you guys to get a hold of that. And, and I believe as we look through this relentless love of God, God's going to build that over and over in that. Amen? So sometimes we run into the darkness from God, don't we? You ever done that? We just, oh, I'm going to do my thing. So why do we run from God? Thought of a few things. I thought maybe, well, well you know, anybody got any ideas on that? You know? I believe it's because we buy the lie of the, of, of the devil. When we mess up, we think, oh, boy, you're going to get it now. God's going to just disown you. Oh, that now you did it. But today, we're going to turn the light on the devil's lie and show you about the grace of God and about the love of God and how he wants to draw you back. That he, he has made a deposit in your life, a Holy Spirit, when you call on the name of Jesus, and he's not going to let you go. I believe sometimes that we run from God because of this. Let's be real serious. Because of the shame. Because of the fear. Because of the guilt. Because of the self-centeredness. And here's one, because of the lack of understanding of the love of God. And so today I pray as we peel back the pages of God's word and Holy Spirit illuminates the truth of his word, that it shows us how much God loves us. Even in the state of us making bad decisions, poor choices, God's love still seeks. Somebody say amen. I want us to see that. So look at this. My last question on this slide here is, what will it take? You say, what do you mean? What will it take? What will it take? From you to stop running. Getting serious now. What will it take for you to stop running from God? You know? We would just say, Lord, I'm, I'm yours. I've had some of my rock and roll buddies, man, get to the end of the line and go, I'm just tired of running. I'm just tired of running. I'm just trying to, I, I'm tired of filling this void with every single thing, and it's so temporary. And fill up on Jesus. You'll never thirst if you keep drinking of that water, amen? And so many things I see today is that, you know what? We, we just got to stop doubting and start trusting. And the way that we build our faith is stay in the word of God. Do a devotion. Read a little bit of God's word. There is so many amazing apps on your phone that you can do some stuff each day. We've got the daily bread stuff that you got to hear each day. Take some of the CDs, listen to the praise music. Whatever it takes for you to be encouraged in the Lord, we want to come alongside. Talking about being encouraged of the Lord, sidetrack one minute. Update. Pastor Nick from our sister church over in the Philippines sent me uh, a couple of pictures last, last night. It was too late to put them on here. But they're really launching uh, a lot of the stuff today on the two churches that you guys have set in motion over there. So praise God for him working on that. That is awesome. And they're going to be doing some, um, he's got some opportunities to go into the schools over there and preach the gospel message. It's just good, good God stuff. So I wanted to make sure we, we, we see that. What will it take? It's going to take us 
Trusting God. It's going to take us not worrying about what the world says, but believing what the Word says. Man, I, I say this from time to time. I've got some new faces in here. How many people on your speedometer got the mileage gauge, the little thing that clicks off that? Or when you walk, you can tell how many miles. You got your Fitbit tell you how many miles. What happens if you have one of those on your Bible? Woo, got quiet. Ding, drop that pen. Ding. How many, how many hours would it show logged in on that bad boy? Say, man, look at that. That's a fresh, brand new Bible. Man, be encouraged to use that word of God. Lift it up, open it up, run through it, you know? Spend some time with God. Think about that. The time that we spend on the emails, the time that we spend on, what, what would happen to this? Anybody like watching TV? I don't get to watch too much. Y'all watch TV from time to time? Okay, whatever, every now and then. And the commercial break comes on. What happens as soon as it comes on, you open your Bible? Wouldn't that be cool? Just mute, turn it on. In the beginning was the Word. Yeah, the Word was with God. I just thought about that. I imagine you log in right a few, right a few many hours on that thing. Hey, there's always opportunity. I was thinking, anybody have a busy week? I had a little bit of a busy week. I'll tell you about my week. Mama's toilet broke. That ain't good. We got a one-holer for mama. Panic City. Whoop, 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 whoop. The toilet's overflowing. The sky's falling. Mama, pucker up. I'm on the way. Get over there. I'm plunging. I'm on the roof. I call in backup. We need more backup. We need more backup. They're coming in there. Everything else. Man, we're shaking this. And now it's in the tub. It's coming up. Oh, my goodness. What's going on now? What are we going to do? Oh, my goodness. And my mom, my buddy's a plumber. And she goes, where's Kevin? Where's Kevin? I said, Kevin's in Williamsburg, Mama. He ain't coming. It's me and you. Grab a plunger. <laughs> so we get through. Then I call five different plumbing companies. The time I got to the last one, I was going, could you come out? I'm almost in tears, right? Because I already knew this was more than the backyard guy. This is, we got to go in deep. So the guy comes out with the Rooter 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 Rooter, Rooter 2000. I mean, it takes me and him. We're going in there. He says, ma'am, don't worry. We'll get it right. My mom goes, I get so nervous. I get so nervous. This is going to be all right. You got the pins on. We're ready. Here we go. We're going there. We got a thing on. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. My mom does not have an internet connection, okay? Here we go. <laughs> it would be a very long day in that house. So we're going. I mean, we're. And all of a sudden, man, this thing starts going. My mom's dog's going, oh, 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 and, and, it, and it's, the pipe is, is I don't, it's got to have a root in it or a bowling ball or something. I'm like, mama, you got to choose your food better. Something going on, this is a problem. We got problems here. And so anyway, we break the man's rotor rooter 2000. He goes, I ain't never broke that. I go, whew, this ain't good. My mom says, is it fixed yet? I said, no. He comes back with this other little one. Child's play, that thing was going, it was like a little monkey organ grinder. I said, dude, that ain't cutting it. He said, don't worry, I'm calling my buddy. He calls his buddy, another truck shows up. My mom goes, this is going to be expensive. This is going to be expensive. I said, guess what you're getting for a mother's day? I'm putting a bow on the throne. Boom, that's it. I'm telling you, man. I'm going, hey, go easy on me, right? The guys are out there, the storm's coming, they got the light going, all this stuff and everything else. What will it take? We got to unclog this thing. We got to unclog this. He's digging everything else. He comes in at 10 o'clock. I ain't been home since 6 o'clock in the morning. It's 10 o'clock. He goes, we got to come back tomorrow. I go, oh, that ain't good. 
I said, Mom, you got to come home with me. I ain't going nowhere. Denise, bring the potty chair. Bring the potty chair. Denise, coming over with the potty chair. Here we go. All right, Mom, we're going to make it. We're going to make it. See, I'm good. So the next morning, we go back, and they find a blockage, and life is good again. All right? What is it that we let get in our pipeline to keep it? Yeah, I'm going to tie it in. She said, yeah. What is it? You're going to say, you were thinking, how is he going to tie this in? What is it in our pipeline that we let block the flow of God's word? You know what's good? Y'all, they will remember this message forever. You're going to say, they're going to remember it. He was talking about a toilet. He's, talking, he's, back to, he's back to the cross. No, it's okay. It's okay because you know what? You'll never forget. Look at that. Somebody just fell out on the floor. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. Anyway, so what will it take to unclog that in your life? How about that? Boom. Let's move to the next slide. We're having a good time. Oh, my goodness. God's love seeks. Who pray, pray for the plumbers today. God's love saves. It's going to be hard real this one back here, baby. I'm telling you. The, the new people are going, does he always do this? Does he always do Oh, my goodness. We have a good time. So God's love's saves. Y'all ever heard of this verse right here? John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Man, it doesn't get any plainer than that. It doesn't get any plainer than that. Life changing truth of God's gift. Jesus Christ. I said, man, we need to walk through this verse and look at this. God so loved. Get that in your, in your spirit right there. And what does love do? That he gave. And he didn't just give anything or anyone, his one and only son. You know, in our life, if we got two of something, we, we might give somebody something. We ain't going to give them to our kids at all, okay? Uh, after this, mom might be putting me up for adoption. But uh, anyway, his only son, and he says, whoever believes in him, and I love that. Not the lawyer, not the, not the nice guy, not the, the supermodel, not any of the folks that we think, hey, these people here are really worth something. Let me tell you, if you're watching, if you're here, these people here are really worth something. Every person has great value. Every person has great value. Look at that. Look at this. And his love is available right now. And I want to just slow things down a little bit and think about this. You know, when, when, when we talk about this, every message that I think that I've ever preached in my life always has a, is a salvation message. Because I want you to know the truth of God's Word. All the promises in the book of God's Word, they're not for you if you're not a child of God. So I want you to realize that you need to cling on and get in the family of God by what God did for you. Jesus gave His life. And so... A lot of times we want to put things off. Anybody good pro procrastinator? I know he was. It took him five minutes to raise his hand. <laughs> we, put, we can put stuff off, man. Does anything ever get better when you put it off? Not usually, does it? It usually doesn't. You say, oh, I'll come back and get that later. I'll come back and get it. Then something else is happening. And then something else is going on. And it just compounds the problem and all those things like that. You know? Also, I don't believe everything's got to be done that second. You know, we've got to find that balance. But this right here ought to be done right now. Right here, right now. Right? Look at this. Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death. How many like free gifts? 
But the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. When you work, what do you get? You get a wage. Do you know that you can't work your way to heaven? It's by grace you are saved through faith. Not that of yourself, it's a gift of God. And we unwrap that by faith, okay? And I want you to look at this. You know, the wages of sin and death. So many people are trying to work their way into a good position with God. It's not happening. If they take that same energy and seek God. Not try to impress him. Just try to follow his word and his will and his way. Desire and, and, and draw from him and, and see what he has for us. There's so many things. I said, look at what's at stake. Your attorney's at stake. I said, but always the love of God is for today. The peace, the wisdom, the opportunity to use in his plan. And here's some things many folks don't realize. I said, here we go. Y'all ready for this? Lean into this right now. Your talents, your business, your platform, your gift. Everything is to be used for the glory of God. Amen? Me and Jesse do, and several of us do uh, devotions and stuff, and we, we're all tied in on the internet and stuff like that. And Jesse getting ready to graduate, wants to go to college and do some stuff and do some business and launching some little business things along the way. And one of the things that we're studying is about God in the workplace. And the devotions that we're looking at all are tuning into this. And that made me think about our devotion we did last week. Everything, you hear me? Everything that God has blessed you with, talents, time, gifting, whatever it is, is to be used for the big picture of the kingdom. That platform you know, when we, when we get up there and the football players, well, I want to, well, it's all about me and all that. What did Tim Tebow do? He said, I want to thank the Lord. Of course, what did the world do? Get him out of here. He never wavered. Got a lot of respect for that guy. I was going to say, kid, he's a grown man now. Hasn't changed. I pray as God gives us platforms in our life, at school, at our job, in the supermarket, in the post office, I'll say that again, in the post office, because sometimes we need a lot of Jesus up in the post office. Can I get an amen? I don't know. We need, I guess we just need to pray for folks. It's tough sometimes. There must be something licking those stamps over the years. I don't know. But anyway, we need Jesus regardless. But wherever God has called you or put you, don't you know that he's counting on you to be that vessel, to be that light, to maybe have that shining, Right? And I pray that through the message today that we're so full of the love of God and we're so full of the situation that, that God has shown us here about the glory of the Lord that that's all we want to do. We want to grab hold of the love that saves us and then we want to share it. And I pray that that's what we do today. Man. And, and you know what happens is this. I, I, here's another thing looking at this. I said, you know, we, we, we look at this sometimes and we say everything that we do that God has blessed us with should be used to glorify him and further the kingdom. But what happens is we put so many things in between us and God. There's always one more project that you're going to do before you come to church. As soon as I get this room addition done, as soon as I get this done, I'm not stepping on anybody's toes about Mr. Turwood. I'm just saying, let's look at the big picture. We're looking at how much he loved you. We're looking at what, what the cost was. We're looking at that, right? And we go... You know, I know, like I said, a lot of folks, we, we, I'm fortunate to have my mother. I don't have my dad, but I still got my mom. And so I tell you what, I know many people today are going to be making a phone call. They're going to be sending a card. They're going to be seeing what's what. Many of us don't have that parent today, and they wish they did. Okay? 
But today you have an opportunity to worship your God, the Lord. Mother's Day, that's a big deal. Sunday is a big deal. Now, I don't care when you worship the Lord. We should worship every day. But you see, I'm trying to draw that parallel there. I would not think about not calling my mom, right? But many times we just pass by the church and say, ah, yeah, it looks like they're busy today. We just keep on going. Man, every day that God gives us is a gift, man. And as time goes by, and especially when we lose somebody that we love, and we, or when somebody's sick or we see what's going on, let me tell you, that counter in your brain starts going off. That sand on that hourglass starts rolling out and you go, I don't know if this is going to be the last time. I don't know if this is going to be the last time. Guess what? Look to your left. Look to your right. Look up here. You don't know if that's going to be the last time you see one of these folks. Not scaring you, preparing you. So, guess what? There's probably a few things we can let go, isn't it? Just help somebody if you do it. There's some things that we need to just let go. What is it? Let go and let God, right? Hold on to those things. And it's, what's the big deal? You know, I don't have to be right all the time. I'm not going to take, well, you know, I told you it was there, and you should have done And I, how about this? You know what? How can we work past that? How can we go through, how, how can, can that love that saves me be projected and poured out in my family, at my workplace, in the lines, at the post office, at the food line. How can that happen? You know, it can't get out because you've got a clog in that heart if we don't spend time with God. Amen? Let's keep on rolling. God wants to do amazing things through you. I said, God still seeks us. God still loves us. Man, how cool is that? And there's something to, that's something to rejoice about. That's just amazing to me. Let's take a look at this. We go back to our scripture there, right? I'm cutting through that whole thing. Luke 15.10. What does it say here? Just so I tell you, there is joy before the, the angels of God over, over one sinner who repents. Just one. Can you imagine the party that's going on when somebody turns back to Jesus? Come on now. When I got saved, I didn't even know what that was. I didn't. I just happened to know this. I needed Jesus. I know that Jesus is the only way to heaven. They, they showed me a church, and they said, would you like to receive Christ? I said, yes. And I said, Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. Today, Lord, I'm trusting you. I didn't have no lightning bolt. I didn't have anything else. In those days, and it's still fine today, you walked up front and everything. I identified, man, I gave my life to the Lord, everything else. And I called grandmama. You talk about some rejoicing. Because she knew what happened. She knew he ain't going to hell no more. Wow. How about that? She was excited. She knew then that her grandchildren were going to be raised in a Christian home. She knew that I would miss tomorrow, but she knew that I had something to come back to. And her and granddad come alongside and say, hey, you can do it. Keep going. Keep going. Over and over and over. You know, that's amazing. Now, my dad at the time was a wonderful guy. And, and later on, he got saved, and man, he just took off running. But this particular time, he didn't know the Lord. Here's the difference. I said, Dad, I said, I gave my life to the Lord today. He said, oh, Lord, they're going to want your money. He said, watch it now. Watch them. <laughs> my dad got saved. He gave everything away. <laughs> Here you go. Can, can I help with that? I want to do that. He started cleaning the church. He started doing different things. See, it's not that you have to. It's that you want to. 
And when that clicked in his heart, man, it was amazing. I'll tell you a story real quick. We got time? Yeah, we got time. When I was coming up, I always wanted a Gibson Les Paul guitar. They're a fancy guitar. They're a very high-dollar guitar, not something you're going to get on your paper route or working at Kentucky Fried Chicken unless you work there a long time. And, man, I wanted this guitar. And my dad used to say, well, we'll see what we can do. I was saving up. I was looking at everything else. And one of my buddies had the guitar that I want. And, and I saw him at school. He goes, hey, man, I just want to let you know. I said, if you ever sell that guitar, please let me know. And he said, hey, I saw him in between class. He said, hey, I decided to trade that guitar. They got it down at the music store. Um, if you want to go buy it, I said, that, that, that wasn't a deal. You were supposed to tell me. Oh, I got to wait for my dad to get home. I'm about 14 years old. Oh, man, where's dad? Five till four. I got. I grabbed his lunchbox. I said, Dad, we got to go check out this guitar. We got to go see what's going on. Went down there, see what's going on. He said, I sold that five minutes after the boy turned in. Ooh. You know, the, you know on, on TV when it goes, wah, 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 wah. That's what happened to me. That's what I did. I played guitar every day. All the time. I played before I went to school. I would go to sleep. My mom would take the guitar off me. I played, that's what I did. That's what I, I was going to be a rock and roll star, right? God had something so much better. So during that time, my grandfather passed. We're all the way up in, in Maryland and in D.C. area and stuff. I'm not thinking about no guitar. I'm thinking about I want to go home. I'm thinking about missing my granddad. I can't believe we had to go so far. He lived in Colonial Beach. We got to bury him in Cedar Hill Cemetery. It's an hour and a half. It's a long day. I'm not thinking about anything. I want to go home. And my dad said, hey, uh, I seen a guitar shop over there. Yeah, okay. He said, maybe we'll check on the way back. Okay. Because, see, I know how much those guitars cost. And I know that I live in a working class family. And I'm not going to do anything to put my mom and dad in a bind. And I know exactly how much money I got. Not much. So we come back, and the guy says, uh, do you got a gold top Les Paul? He said, no, we don't have one of those. I said, all right. He said, but I'll tell you what we do. We got this special edition. They only made so many of these. It's called a silver burst. It's an anniversary model. It's this blah, 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 all these different things. And he says, but I'll have it here tomorrow if you want to see it. I said, yeah, okay, well, thanks. Then. They said, what time? He told him. He said, well, maybe we'll ride back up here tomorrow. I'm thinking, he's just going to go ahead. Insult to injury. Yeah, that's nice. You ain't getting it. <laughs> that's what he's thinking. So we go back. And the guy opens this case. Now, this, now, remember, I'm 14 years old. All I'm about at this time is a guitar. And I'm going to tell you, it went like this. Lord! I mean, the angelic choir, everything. I'm just going. And my dad said, you want to play it? I said, I don't even want to touch it. Now, the guitar that I wanted to get was going to be like $400. That was a stretch. He said, go ahead and play it. See what you think. I played the guitar. The guy said, well, let's put it back. I'm going, okay, here you go. I'm thinking, man, one of these days, I'm going to get a guitar like that. Now, here comes the West Virginia horse trader. So, will you take cash money for that, everybody? And going that's everything else. Oh, yeah. Oh, Pop's going to roll it. I get it honest. I get it honest. Finally, he whittles him down to $770. Woo! Guess who got to take it home? Me. I was ruined, man. I was like, man, Dad, I'm crying about it 30 years ago. More than that. 
Them just 30 year old tears. <laughs> he said, son, we just want to be a blessing to you. I, I know you love that. You sure go play it. I still got that guitar to this day. Played it in the studios, opportunity, played it on the first CDs, all those different things. But I, the reason I went into all that detail is because this. I told my dad that day, I said, Dad, I'm going to make us some money with this guitar. I'm going to make some money with this guitar. I'm going to pay you back. I'm going to get, it's a gift. You ain't paying me back, boy. Me and your mama want you to have it. I said, I'll never forget that. So I get saved. And they have a revival. And they want me to play guitar. And the guy said, I want you to play guitar and I want you to play it loud. I said, praise God. I know this is great. I'm liking this Jesus thing. Right? So I bring that guitar. That guitar. And I said, now I'll call my pop, see if he wants to go to church. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see what I said, Dad, I'm jamming tonight. Oh, where are you playing at? I said, I'm playing at church. Oh. I said, Dad, won't you come? He said, well, I'll, uh, we'll see. Place was packed. And here comes my dad. Nice shirt, tie, tobacco smudge. That's my dad. That's him. And I played that guitar on that night. And I promised him that we're going to make some money. God's so good. We didn't make money. That's the night my dad came. And that's the night my dad got saved. Woo! Come on, get the Lord. Anyway. Yeah, I know it was a little long story to get there, but let me tell you, every time I pull that guitar out, I go, God, you, you had the plan. You had so much more. Do you know that guitar looked like it's been drugged behind a car? I wouldn't take a million dollars for it. Just like the, the, the coin and the 99. It's not about that it was this much or this much because my folks sacrificed to get that for me. I'll never forget that. But you know what? God paid eternal dividends on that. I'm going to tell you, he, said, he asked me, what guitar are you going to play? He used to call it, are you going to play the Black, Black Beauty? I said, yeah, I'll play that one. I'll play whatever one you want me to play. He's always like that guitar. That's a good guitar, isn't it? Yeah, it's a good guitar. And God used that, like I say, as a six-string crowbar to open up the door of my dad's heart to hear the gospel message. I thank God for that. Amen. So you know what? We rejoice in that. But we also rejoice because we are justified. Justification. I want you guys to hear that right there. Look at this. Man, here's, here's the definition. I'm going to go Angela on them. She always does the definition, but I didn't write it up there. I'm going to read it to you. The action of showing something to be right or reasonable. In this case, you might say, perfect. You are justified by faith in the finished work of the cross. Amen. That's the whole deal right there. You're not just getting by. You didn't just get a makeover. God says you are perfect in the sight of God because of what I've done for you. Will you receive that today? Justified. Just as if you never sinned. Look at this. I had this in here. want to share it with you. Romans 4.25. He was delivered over to death for what? Our sin. And was raised to life for our justification. See, that's why the death, burial, resurrection is the good news. That's the whole package. He rose. He's sitting on the right-hand side of God. He justified us. He says, bought, paid for, they're mine. Just like this. This thing's still blinking. He says, I got them right here. They're mine. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing how God does what he does? I said this earlier, but I want to bring it home with again. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. 
while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. I want you to hear that. Because you know what? We think we got to clean up before we give up. But all we need to do is look up. Amen? Keep on going. Romans, 10, 9, uh, Romans 5, 9 and 10. Since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more? Somebody say, how much more? Let me hear you. How much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? For if while we were God's enemies, and that's what we were when we were sinning against him, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son, how much more, having been reconciled, brought back to him now, shall we be saved through his life? Man, you want some scriptures to get in your heart? Take these down. Underline them in your Bible. See what's going on. Right there, that's amazing right there. The gospel message is the only way to be saved. What must I do to be saved? Something to rejoice about? Call on the name of Jesus. Ask him to come into your life. That's the relentless, relentless love that God has for us to draw us back to him. I'm going to bring this thing home. Everybody doing good so far? All right. And that's where we started. So i got a question for you. Do you see how much God loves you today? Has that helped just... Put the door back a little bit more and let some of the light in to see all the dark things and all the other things that we've, we've said, no, no, I don't qualify. And God says, open up, open up. I'm here for you. I'm here for you. I want to love you. For the Son of Man came to seek and save those who are lost. We were all lost at one time. And let me tell you, just like Sasha, sometimes we wander off. Sometimes we get into things that we shouldn't get into. But God's still there. Amen? God is still there. Look at this. He is in relentless pursuit of you to love you. So God loves, God's love seeks, God's love saves, and God loves rejoices. In other words, God's got it. God's got it. So as we bring this thing to a close today, we had an opportunity to laugh. We had an opportunity to look at God's word. Isn't that what church is supposed to be about? Enjoying one another? Exalting God? I pray that everything, even in, in the silliness, that God was exalted in that. that you know, that's why I share things, to, to get your guard down a little bit so you can just relax and hear the message and open your heart up and say, God, that was for me today. We beat ourselves down. How many know that sometimes we can be our own worst enemy? We can be our own worst enemy. So today, partner with God, receive his relentless love into your life, and allow that to transform who you are and what he's called you to be. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you that you pursue us in the midst of all the things in this world. You're still willing to come and love us. Take us right where we are. Lord, you show us through a parable there. If a shepherd had a hundred sheep and one slipped away, that he would leave the 99 because of the value of that one sheep and go bring him back. That's us. You show us, Lord, through the lady with the 10 coins and when she lost one, it was of such great value and out of such respect and love that she searched high and low and diligently. That's what you do for us. 
And we didn't get to it today, but many of us know about the prodigal son. And I think we fit that bill pretty good. I know I do. I can only answer for me. That I ran, that I run, and tried to do it my way. And even in the midst, the Bible says in that story, when the son ran off and left from home, took, an, t- took his inheritance early. In other words, saying, I wish you were dead. Give me this. That dad still would look every day for the son to return. He would look every day. And the Bible says, while he was yet a long way off, the father came to him. And the father ran to him. And he hugged his neck. And he wrapped a robe around him. And he gave him a ring. And he put his shoes on his feet. And he said, today, you're alive. That's a picture of God looking for us. It's time to come home. It's time to receive his relentless love. You say, buddy, what must I do to receive that? The Bible says that if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That means that we put our faith and trust in the finished work of the cross. That Jesus Christ came to this earth and willingly laid down his life. His sacrifice was perfect to pay for our sin debt. And Jesus rose on the third day. He sits on the right-hand side of God interceding for us. And he says, when you grab hold of that by faith, Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin today. Lord, I believe you're the son of God. Forgive me, Lord. Turn from your sin. Turn to God and receive Jesus. He said, you are mine. So friends, you might say, well, yeah, buddy, I'm a long way off. Well, God's not. He'll meet you here today. So if that's you today and you've prayed that prayer, Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. Jesus, I believe you're the son of God. I want to receive you. Lord, forgive my sin. I'm turning from my sin. I'm turning to you. Help me to live this out. Don't leave here today the same way you came in. Tell somebody today was my day that I received God's relentless love. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, if you guys are tuned in, I hope you enjoyed the message. I hope you guys were able to laugh a little bit with us and enjoy the message. But let me tell you the thing that I want you to take away from today is God's love is relentless for you. Grab hold of it. We love you. Bye-bye.